0: I've been reading a book called The Source, which is written by Dr. Tara Sward, and although I haven't finished it yet, it touches on these common themes of law of attraction, intention, creating the life that you desire, self-reflection, and consciously choosing the thoughts and managing, I was going to say manipulating, but it's not manipulation, so managing your thoughts to create your reality. And something that has been a common theme in a lot of these spiritual and self-help books is the theme around setting setting and creating your intention. And we all have intentions almost moment by moment Uh, some of these intentions are unconscious some of these intentions are negative Uh, the intention to harm the intention for revenge the intention to get even the intention to get what you think is due to you and of course a lot of these intentions are loving and generous and kind we just want to help other people And when Dr. Swart asked, set your intention, I I wasn't really sure what would come forth from me because I have so many intentions. There are so many things I want for myself. But this came forward and I thought this was really interesting. I wrote, my intention is to open myself up to the universal power that is God, so I may live an abundant peaceful, self-sustaining, generous, grace-filled, blessed life. And you know what, that pretty much sums up everything I want for myself and my children and for you. I want all of us to open ourselves up to that universal power so we feel that deep sense of trust and knowing and peace that comes from the understanding we are held you know I am a mother of two children and we forget because pregnancy is such a common thing but we forget that when we are in the womb we want for nothing it is almost as if we are in that garden of Eden where every need we have is just given to us we don't have any many thoughts, we don't have any or many emotions, all we're doing is curled up in this protective cocoon of warmth and safety and food and shelter and we have all our needs supplied so it's no wonder that when we're pulled forth from that womb when we when we are birthed into this world it's no wonder that we cry and that we feel loss and that we feel disconnection for the first time it you know for for any infant it must feel like you're being ripped away from the only home you've ever known and For that first trimester that first three months anyone who has been around a newborn will recognize that apart from the fact that they do a lot of sleeping they sleep a lot not not for long stretches unfortunately they sleep and they wake and they sleep and they wake and they sleep and they poop and they eat and they feed Uh, it's it can be relentless but if you as a parent or as a carer can stop and appreciate the fact that these are incredibly peaceful beings They don't even recognize that they are separate from their mothers they have almost no fear studies have shown that newborns have only two fears um, fear of being dropped which comes from that I guess that biological um, hark back to when we were essentially sharing that common ancestor of um, you know the the apes that the the common ancestor that ancestors that we and apes shared, where we lived in trees and, and being dropped lent, um, essentially led to our deaths, and that fear of being hungry, and of course if we're not if we're not fed, uh, we cannot grow and we cannot um, be sustained. So apart from those two basic fears of being dropped and, and hungry, as as newborns we are essentially at peace with everything we spend a lot of time sleeping and a lot of time growing and a lot of time absorbing and for me that is an amazing reminder of how to come back to source of how to come back to that universal presence and we make things so complicated I know I do I, as someone who is a an overthinker who is always worrying and always trying to do the right thing and always sitting there going oh but what if this happens and what if she thinks this and what if me, you know, he misinterprets and what does he think and what does she think and am I okay and have I done the wrong thing and have I stuffed up again cut the bullshit and for a moment, for that moment and try to extend that moment out where it's not about overthinking and overanalyzing. It's about deep, deep, deep trust in a power that is so much bigger than this body and so much more generous and loving than this mind and this spirit can even fathom. You know, I have been reading um, *The Universal Christ* by Richard Raw, and he keeps talking about this Christ consciousness that is boundless. How God becomes things by loving them. I'll start again. How by how God loves things by becoming them. That's the quote, and. He talks about how it is universal and it transcends religion and race and gender, and how within each and every one of us is that spark of God, and it is about relationship and allowing ourselves to open up to come home. I've had A long history of struggling with mental illness usually around anxiety sometimes depression but usually anxiety and sometimes it has all been too much and I've just wanted to come home but when I recognize that I can come home without doing anything drastic without having to leave this body that I call Home for a while, I can come home to that source by stopping and by listening and by breathing. You know, it's it's like I'm searching, searching, searching for something that's always there. So this mass intention. Of opening myself up to the universal power that is God so I may live an abundant peaceful self-sustaining generous grace-filled blessed life it's huge it's a huge intention but then this source is huge and so much bigger than my words anyway Marian Williamson said that our greatest fear is that we are. It's, it's our greatest fear is that we are too powerful. I can't remember the exact quote right now, and I'll come back to it. Um, but she talks about how it is not our greatest fear of being small; it's our greatest fear of being big. And the responsibility that comes with that bigness and that is a big question to ask are we brave enough to step into the bigness of who we are are we brave enough to step into the bigness that means we suddenly are not only taking responsibility for everything that comes into our life But we are now taking the action that comes with that responsibility. You know, I've always, I've been very, very good at articulating what, uh, what is wrong and what is right in my mind. And a lot of people would agree with my definitions of what is wrong and what is right. I've always been very good at analyzing and there's nothing wrong with that, 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 Is part of the process, but it's twofold. In all, actually, it's threefold. The first step is to put your intention out there, and the second step is to open and allow and to listen. So you have to ask. And you have to allow and then you have to take the action that's been advised and where do we draw the line between the words that sound like God and the words that sound like ego and that is something that I I still struggle with but what I've learned through my readings is that God is always that highest voice, that highest voice and those quiet nudges, those little whispers that say, do this, it's safe, you don't know why, but you get nudged, do this, do this, you're okay, you are safe. Do this and you are okay those highest words of wisdom the ego when it says do this it's coming from that sense of control do this because do this or else do this unless there's always that second uh, demand that comes with words from the ego while spirit just says do this you're okay and that requires a huge amount of trust so as i fall into that trust because life is scary and i just sometimes i just want to wrap my arms around my children, hold them close and keep them young because as as I get older, I recognise the weight that comes with feeling, that feeling of responsibility for your life. But we are never alone. We are never alone and all we need is within us and I say that even though sometimes I don't believe it. I say it because I know that is the truth even though sometimes my my heart is breaking and my knees are shaking and sometimes I'm like why does it have to be so hard? but it's the truth of who we are and I'm so grateful so I hope you have a blessed day I am so lucky right now I'm sitting and I'm looking at the trees and I'm waiting for that moment when I get to see my children again. I love you and I hope that if these words find you, they provide you comfort and joy. My name is Isara and I, I hope you have a blessed day.